Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not letting me go live. <clears throat> there we go. They weren't going to let us go live. Yeah, so weird. We are being prevented from liveage. So rude. So are you uh, excited to talk about this movie? I am. I love this movie. It's one of the great fantasy films ever made. True. Although I have a question. What? Is this a Christmas movie? This is absolutely a Christmas movie. I know. Movie. It's supposed to be the Christmassy of the most Christmassy movies ever. But it's, is it really? It's pretty Christmassy. Well, we're going to have to discuss it. Yeah. Compare and contrast it with... Die Hard, perhaps? <laughs> Maybe. Hilarious. Could be. Could very well be. You know, it's your music. You know, it's your music still playing. Oh, well, why'd you do that? <laughs> I put your music that you made underneath this opening thing. It's your music. Oh. So, yeah. Uh-oh. Well, greetings, Imagination Connoisseurs. <laughs> Once again, it is I, your Duke of Dope Discourse, your Master of Fun and Wonder, your Viceroy of Verisimilitude, and your Sommelier of Cinema, who apparently couldn't put his Iron Man box away before we started the show. I know, it's like looming. Uh, uh, looming. Uh, but if you saw it today, well, we'll talk yeah, about well, that Yeah, well, here's later. the thing. You said to me we were going to do Fully Articulated, and the first thing I was going to open was that. You know... That actually wasn't going to be the first thing you're going to open. That's what it? you told me. You, would first I... of all, you told me it was going to be uh, this one, and then you opened it, and then you told me it was going to be this one, and you opened it. There's no way that I, that you could. Even I had a hard time <laughs> opening this. If you'd opened it, I would have had a heart attack. All I'm saying is, you told me I would be opening that. I understand. <clears throat> so we're doing it's a wonderful life. It's yes. episode 105 of whining about movies. 105. Can you believe it? 105. We're going to do other Christmas movies, but we're still busy craziness. Happening. Yeah, a lot of craziness happening in here. A lot of craziness. We might be dying. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> well, you know what we can do? <clears throat> I always prefer to be liquored up when we're facing certain doom and Christmas. So, Beaujolais Nouveau. How about you change Beaujol the camera? Oh, right. So we can stop looking at so this. So I can stop looking at that uh, big uh, styrofoam. It's pretty cool, though. Uh, we got Beaujolais Nouveau. Look at that lovely Beaujolais Nouveau. The first wine of the harvest. Yeah. That's what it's... Are we harvesting? 2020. Beaujolais Nouveau. Well, you can't even see because the things... There you go. Beaujolais Nouveau. Is this a Trader Joe's special? This is a Whole Foods special. Oh, so it costs like five times as much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Beaujolais Nouveau but, it is. But, you know, Whole Foods is the only place that I can have the groceries delivered. 
Right, because now we can't go into the grocery store because we might be contagious. Yeah, we can't go anywhere. Can't go anywhere. That's and a lot I'm of fun. And I'm dying to get some Trader Joe's food up in here. I know. I like Trader Joe's food, too. But before that, let's drink to Frank Capra's 1946 masterpiece, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. A movie life. that did not do well when it was first released. True. So, <clears throat> this movie takes place in Bedford Falls. Aren't you going to try your wine? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was just too excited to talk about this film. Mm. Very nice. It's very Beaujolais. It's refreshing. It is. <clears throat> Beaujolais. <laughs> uh, so this movie, Christmas Eve, starts on Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve. And in 1945 George... in Bradford Falls, Mary. Yeah. It's Bradford Falls. <laughs> That's a good impression. You like that? I am impressed. Bradford Falls. <laughs> wow. Uh, and George, Mr. George... Bailey. Bailey, perhaps one of the most famous protagonists in any movie. Yes. Uh, Mr. George Bailey is not having a good time. He is not happy. He's contemplative of taking his own life. He is. A lot of things going wrong, a lot of things going wrong. Yeah, he's um, he's ready to do it. Yep. But, but there's somebody, well, there's something, some entity <laughs> looking out for old George Bailey. Yes, he is... Clarence, Clarence is charged with saving his life. And if he does, he gets his wings. He gets his wings. Now, here's the interesting thing that I I find about this movie as a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. While the theme, it, 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 it's very akin to like Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Exactly. The ghosts of Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future. Yeah. Uh, Ebenezer Scrooge learns about his life from the ghosts of, right and I, I feel that this movie had to have been inspired i mean i'm sure it was i don't exactly know yeah i i totally think it was but but and but george Bailey, you know he's he's a much nicer human being than ebenezer scrooge is <laughs> true and and the thing about the thing about ebenezer scrooge is he learns not to be a scrooge anymore right you know whereas this this movie george bailey is a man of circumstance he's a good man though he is, but he's so down about his life circumstances that he is. he's, you know, he feels like he's let the whole town down, basically, right. and his family and everything. So he's ready to let go. He he's, thinks the world will be better off without him, but he is mistaken. Well, he is mistaken. And what what what, what I really like about this film, uh, as far as like fantasy, you know, I love science fiction, fantasy and horror, but... One of the great things, like my favorite comic book of all time is The Sandman. Mm -hmm. And the 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 way people's lives, I don't know why I equate to The Sandman, but the way people's lives unfurl, the road less traveled, sliding doors, you know, the theme of 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 the road less traveled it happens a lot in movies. Mm -hmm. And so the idea behind it really is an idea that f is a founding principle of this <laughs> YouTube channel. You know, everybody... Everybody you meet has a story to tell that you have yet to hear. So George Bailey is a man that doesn't... He hasn't recognized his own value. Right. And and so <clears throat> when we have um, Clarence uh, Oddbody... What's his... How do you, mm -hmm. what? It's, mm -hmm. it's Ob... Yeah. Oddbody. Well, it's... Yeah, uh, uh, it is Oddbody with yeah. one D. Oddbody. Clarence... What do I know? I'm a Jew. So Clarence Oddbody is... He has to look into George Bailey's life. He does. And I find it very interesting. You see different points 
in like George Bailey caught, he, he he stops the the um, the um, you know the pharmacist from accidentally poisoning uh, one of one of his charges. You know, it's an accident, but George Bailey prevents that from happening. Right. So there's all of these things that George Bailey has done throughout his life that he doesn't recognize as being valuable because you don't know. You don't see the results of your actions. Right. Yeah. So he doesn't have any understanding of this. And and I think that this idea and and that the the angel is looking back on his life, you know, and gets to see a life Yeah, like when he saved he saves his brother from drowning and uh, loses his hearing in one year. Uh, you know, and, and he goes through all these events in his life. Well, and also because, because like, um, uh, George can't go to World War II because of... Because uh, he lost his hearing his when life. he saved his brother's life. But then when he, his, because of that, his brother goes on to become a Navy pilot. Yes. Who then saves a, um, uh, uh, a kamikaze plane from destroying a ship. Right. So, so the things that happen in his life and like we... And I think that's a really important lesson. But the real question that I have for you is, is that Christmas? Like, like the whole thing, the, the idea of the, the story Wait, of Jesus. You argue that Die Hard is Christmas because there's a Christmas tree. And yet this is this is all about Christmas. This is like the Christmas season. It's about, it's about you know, redemption. It's about, you know, everything but, Christmassy. Okay, how is the story of a man's redemption a Christmas story? Because I'm just saying, I'm playing devil's advocate here. <laughs> this movie is one of the most, I, I think, of all the movies ever made, other than like Miracle on 34th Street, which actually has a Santa Claus in it. <laughs> you know, the, the, the which and and to argue, arguably, I mean, that's about Christmas, but but whatever the Christmas spirit is, yeah. You know, I mean, if we're talking Christmas spirit, I guess this is what Christmas is all about. But is Christmas really all about the value of yourself? I mean, it's not about like George Bailey's discovering the value of everything else, or maybe he is. I mean, he by is. the end of the film, I mean, he's got like eight kids and and a wife, and yeah, but shouldn't he already? <laughs> shouldn't he already? Uh, because of that, he he should know how much he's loved. Look, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, because like everyone just immediately associates this movie with Christmas, and I, I think that like the story of a man's redemption and an understanding of how valuable your life is. Is a story that isn't necessarily, conf excuse me, confined to Christmas. Like this story, if it was not set around Christmas time, if this was set in the dead of summer, you could tell this exact same story, and it could still be just as valuable and just as <clears throat> resonant. Don't you think? Well, I mean, there are there is there are angels. I mean, there's an angel in this. That's all part of Christmas. Angels are part of Christmas. Yes. Yes. Were, were they there when Jesus was born in the manger? Yes. There were angels there. <laughs> yes. I thought there were like three wise men. There were three wise men. There were angels. There were, you know, yeah. But they were watching the Son of God being born. Yes. So now just because there's angels. And, and back to your comment about being a Jew. Angels are part of the Jewish faith. <laughs> there's angels throughout the Old Testament. Well, yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, I understand that. There's a lot of stuff in the Old Testament, but I'm like, it's not all Christmassy. There's no Christmas in the Old Testament, babe. <laughs> because it hasn't happened Chris yet. 
Christmas is the birth of Jesus. I understand, but in the Old Testament, which is way better than the sequel. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, more action-packed, a lot more sex and violence. There's a lot of sex I'm and violence. I'm all about the Old Testament. The New <laughs> Testament, like Alex DeLarge in A Clockwork Orange, it's all like preachy talk. Yeah. He liked it better when people were getting onto the handmaidens' beds with each other. Come yeah, on. Yeah, but there was a lot of punishment, too. <laughs> well, there was. A lot of, lot of wrath of God. There's yeah. not so much wrath of God in there. A lot of wrath. Yeah, there is. <laughs> so the story of George Bailey is, I mean, it's an interesting it's an interesting tale to watch, you know, all of these. He, he, he runs up with people like he owes a debt. And the debt is not going to be forgiven. And there's there's all of these things well, that... Well, his uncle loses um, the money. He wraps it up in the newspaper and somehow gets lost. And uh, he people are scared, so they start taking out all their money. And George doesn't know what to do. And he gives his own money to fix it. And it's a big disaster. It is a big disaster. But, I, I, I mean, I think that the the central theme of this movie, I still come back to that. And, and this angel has to showed George Bailey mm -hmm. his life. Like, this is your life, George Bailey. And this is what, what did happen. He he shows him how valuable, how much he has helped humanity. Right, he does. And that he's a va he's valuable and he should not die. Well, right, but but but, in the, but the, the things that he shows him that are valuable are not like, he doesn't give somebody a million dollars. I mean, the things, the actions that he did... Echo like like his with his right, brother with he his gets brother. he he thinks something that happened that was bad losing his hearing so he couldn't serve in World War Two that might have been it weighed heavily on him like I never amounted to what I could amount to because I never got to go fight whereas my brother as a pilot prevented the deaths of many many sailors right but really it was it was George Bailey's what happened to him that allowed his brother to leave and I find that like. It's always an interesting to me an interesting an interesting story because we obviously as people when you watch this movie you immediately start thinking well what have I done like I think I'm kind of a schlep rock that I've never amounted to much but when you watch the story of George Bailey confronting and seeing uh, and have through the angels eyes like they're the the angels are the only ones that can see you know both sides and and yeah. make that decision so <clears throat> I've always found this from a fantasy standpoint what great fantasy filmmaking or great a great fantasy story it's not just game of thrones or lord of the rings a great fantasy story uses essentially magic to show you the the it gives you insight into human humanity and and i think this story what's really important about this story is it shows all of us that there are things we're, we're even unaware of that have ramifications that reach oh yeah beyond the moment and sometimes years and years they resonate yeah absolutely and I think that in a way, I I guess that's a Christmas message. It is. But is it? Come or, on, I man. mean, I, I no, but I, I I only ask that because I I wonder if you know everyone says well just because a movie takes place at Christmas doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Yeah, but, but it seems is, to me that this movie this is more than just taking place at Christmas. That well, makes it's it got angels Christmas. in it too. Angels, but also like this guy, you know he. They, he redeems his life and and shows him all the what things that he's done to help his. Yeah, but is that a, what I'm saying? Is what I'm curious about? Is that a Christmas story? Yes. I mean, couldn't you have told this redemption story at any time? 
I mean, because I'm trying. No, because obviously this movie, I think of all the movies ever made, this movie is the most associated with Christmas now. Yeah. And and it's called It's a Wonderful Life. Right. The angel shows him that he has a wonderful life. But again, isn't that a little selfish? Selfish? As far as a Christmas message is concerned, it's not like help your fellow man. But he does. That's the thing. That's but he, why but he's he, redeemed. But because... he already did help his fellow man. Like, But he will continue. He's that kind of person. He but... will continue... To help humanity. Well, right, but but he always... It's just... He just hasn't realized it. He hasn't realized he it. He hasn't realized it. So, basically, this movie exists so heaven itself is going to help George Bailey realize how valuable he is to himself? Like, like if you think about it... it well, no. It, okay. He was about to kill himself. He was. Okay, so he was stopped from doing that because he will continue to help the people in his life. Because that's the kind of person he is. I agree. I agree. So, so, so heaven, it's not a heaven has thing. to intervene, though. Heaven has to. Well, he, the problem is, it, I'm just saying that this movie's always kind of struck me as being a little strange because when you look really? at it, yeah, because the story's great. I love the story, <laughs> but the idea that they tie it to Christmas basically, heaven intervenes when this man's going to kill himself because he's a good man. Heaven knows he's a good man, right? But he doesn't. So it's like, like ultimately, at the end of the day, someone has to reach out and help him, like heaven, literally. Like, what about all the other people that didn't get George Bailey's treatment? I mean, are the angels looking down on every other yo-yo that's going to kill themselves on Christmas? Because that's when a lot of people do it. Maybe. But only George Bailey. Only a Bradford. Well, you don't know Bradford, that. They're just showing his story. Maybe <laughs> angels help other good people. Well, that could be. I mean, basically, you've got an angel switchboard up there. They've, you know, they. Yeah. There's one angel that talks to another. There's, you know, there's a hierarchy going on. There is. But, but I do, I do find when George Bailey travels through the world that doesn't exist, that he doesn't exist in that world. Yeah. I mean, it's almost dystopian in a way. It's like yeah. this dark. It is dark. Uh, Bedford, Bedford Falls, Mary, is is like a, a den of iniquity. Yeah, you know, it's not all a because nice, he was missing. All because he was missing, and but again, from a, from a story standpoint, I mean that makes George Bailey one important dude. He is an important. So dude. it's like wish fulfillment for all of us. When I watch this movie, I go, <laughs> I wonder if I've affected people's lives like George Bailey. It makes me look inward and wonder if heaven, if I was going to try and off myself, would heaven intervene? Would would heaven? Step... I would intervene. <laughs> well, yeah, but you wouldn't know. You. Oh, I would suspect. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't. You do strike me as being uh, the suicidal type. No. <laughs> yeah, you think I'm gonna leave all this shit behind? Come on, man. <laughs> no. I haven't spent all year building or all, all all my entire life collecting all this you, garbage. You you're not gonna die because there are so many more movies you need to see and stuff I know. like that. I know. All those Star Wars shows coming out, man. Uh, 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 MCU movies. The rest of the Expanse. I know. After that fourth episode, those up. Come on, you're not um, going anywhere. <laughs> But but I I mean that's the thing I I just I find this the message of this movie interesting in terms of how it relates to Christmas. Yeah. Because you would think that like if this were a Christmas movie, I I would think it would be George it is Bailey. A Christmas movie. Okay, it is. I know it's the ultimate Christmas movie, but George Bailey, I know he's the one that needs to be helped. And I guess you could say that the angels themselves are the Christmas spirit. 
Well, I mean, Christmas really is about the birth of Jesus. And Jesus saves humanity. So basically, this is like a smaller version of that. Well, that's interesting. So so do you find this... I mean, obviously this movie is... It, it is religious because it has angels yeah. in it. And it's Christmas. We forget Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. Yeah, but what does the birth of Jesus have to do with George Bailey? Because they're just showing a smaller example of... No, I know, I know. And I think the idea is that if you live a good life, if you're truly a good person and you do what you can, heaven will you heaven helps those who help themselves, you know, and <laughs> apparently not. And even when you're going to help yourself to death, as George Bailey... Preach, Liz. <laughs> I mean, I just it to me, it's it, it it's always been the the whole story. I love the storyline. They don't know I was married to a preacher. <laughs> you were married to a preacher. What was that like? Did you ever feel that heaven was going to send angels down for you guys to save me? <laughs> That's what I did. Anywhere. Well, actually, I didn't. You got you saved yourself. I did. See, you know. You did. You saved yourself. That was pretty good. I did. But no, I, I, I mean, I do. I love the characters in this movie. I love Donna Reed in this movie, and um, yeah, she's wonderful. You know, all, all the, all the. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The, uh, the, the, the names. I mean, you go through all the characters that you meet in this in this movie. I mean, Mary. Mr. Yeah. Henry F. Potter. Lionel Barrymore as Henry F. Potter. So good. And Clarence, well, the, the angel... Yeah, Clarence is awesome. I, I love that guy. He he's a great actor, and I really enjoy um, that character. I think he's wonderful. Well, it's also it's also like if you want to believe that if heaven is real, that there these anthropomorphized dudes, these these angels are up there, and they have really interesting conversations. Like I like the way the depiction of heaven in movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for for any time. You get to see the afterlife, from what dreams may come, to <clears throat> defending your life, to this movie, to my ultimate favorite, one of my favorite movies ever made about angels is Vim Vender's Wings of Desire. Oh, I've never seen that. It's so good. Really? Uh, yeah, and the, and, and <laughs> the, uh, the, well, the thing is, but the difference is, the angels in Wings of Desire cannot interfere. As a matter of fact, yeah. they stand by, They they all they can do is put their hands on you. If you there's scenes where people do kill themselves and the angels right. scream to heaven, which is more biblical, I think. Well, yeah, because the angels can't intervene. They can't intervene. As like we all know that. 
It's like, let me tell you about the rules of time travel. Let me tell you how angels act. <laughs> I completely understand how the angels are supposed to act in this movie. I mean, it's 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 how, but 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 the 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 story is irresistible. Like when George Bailey goes through and sees the world, you know, as as it was without him. What's interesting is that the world has more sin in it. You know, there's like nightclubs. Right. There's a, there's a lot more ways for people to get in trouble. Pottery. Yeah, yeah, and and I I find that really really interesting that 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 was how they chose to depict the right, world. I right. mean. Without George I mean, Bailey, this was made in what nineteen forty six. It came so, out in forty six. Yeah, I mean things were pretty defined, black and white. Yeah, and and and, you know, when he's seen all this, like when George Bailey comes back and he's at the bridge, you know, and he's got the, the moment of doubt and pain, as Mick Jagger sang about. I mean, that was actually when Christ was crucified. But but George Bailey's having his own moment of doubt and pain, and then after he's seen this. He begs for his life. You know, he begs for... Right. And he, the, the great moment when he runs, he's through Bedford Falls. You know, oh, he I runs, know. Look, I just got goosebumps. He runs through the it. town. I mean, it's one of the great... It's one of the great moments in cinema history. And this movie, by the way, did not was not successful when it came out. No. It was rediscovered, and Frank Capra thinks it's his best movie. But it was nominated for five Academy Awards. Yeah, it was. So they knew it was a good movie. Well, yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's a great movie with great performances, and I think the storyline, especially in '46, you know, when you watch this, it's it's not. We live in a world where stories about. I, I mean, you watch. Hey, Lucifer is a show on Netflix now. It was a network network show. <laughs> right. and, you know, it's about the devil and, and and American gods. You've got all the the pantheon of gods walking around the earth. So the idea. It'd be interesting to remake this movie. What would it be? Well, I mean, if you remade it, I think you'd have to remake it. I'm, I'm sure it has in certain in certain respects. I mean, there's a lot of movies that well, cover this Well, I'm sure it has ground. influenced many movies. Mm. No, it's influenced so many movies. I mean, the whole idea of like the butterfly effect. Yeah. You know, I mean that this this is sort of the first the first movie that explores fate and how how one decision you make can affect and. You could be a totally different person, right? And they've had other movies like the Gwyneth Paltrow <clears throat> film I said it before, Sliding Doors, right? Mister Nobody, the the movie I love, where you see Jared Leto, he's living in multiple. That. It's so good, multiple. We should do that. You would love Mister Nobody. Sounds interesting. But yeah, so but I, I I keep coming back to this idea of of Christmas. Yes. You know the the spirit of Christmas, and I guess it's all about you know, love and, and all of that. But, but in my mind, you know, Christmas ultimately is about the birth of the savior of man, the Messiah. Right. And, and once the Messiah is born, you know, he, it's his destiny to live 33 years and then be crucified and then come back to, and by example, show mankind that, that God exists and there is a savior and you, you must be worthy of him. But, but this movie is all about one man finding his own value. And I, 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 I'm I, like, is that what Christmas is all about, though? It's not about him finding his own value. It's about him realizing that if he disappears and takes his own life, that many people will suffer. That he has done so much good for his community that if he's not there, then things will not go well for his community. So, So basically, the message of this movie is 
that I'm pretty awesome and my awesomeness must be allowed to continue so my community no, benefits. No, he doesn't even realize that he has affected so many lives. That's the beauty of it. It's not an ego thing. He's not like, ooh, I'm so awesome. I like, you know, if I disappear, then my town goes to shit. Well, but he kind of sees that because he has... He, he has to see it at that point because he's about to take his own life. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. When he's not born, we find out that Bedford Falls is a shithole. It's Potter's whatever. It's not even Bedford Falls anymore. <clears throat> right. You know, well, so it is Bedford Falls and he has been taken up. To, like, he's already done all this good. So if he takes his life, the good he's already done is fine. So Bedford Falls is going to, it'll be the town that George Bailey built and will continue on even without him, right? Well, eventually Mr. Potter will take over and it'll go downhill. I guess so. I mean, I just... Plus he has all those kids to take care of. He has a lot of kids. And Clarence needs his wings. And Clarence does need his wings. So... But it seems like, I mean, I'm telling you, so Clarence is doing this job because he wants his wings. For his reward. I, I mean, like, you're get, yeah, you're, you're heaven's going to reward you. You're not doing it because you're an angel. It's like, hey, bro, can I have my wings? <laughs> I mean, and, 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 and it feels like it's all about personal. Uh, I just find, I find the politics of this movie, I guess, a little odd. Well, because it's all about, you know, I understand making individuals, everybody wants something, you know, like, they, like at least in heaven they do, like, I, I need my wings. Like, all no. right, I'll go help this guy, George Bailey, you know, I'll help him realize that he shouldn't kill himself. I mean, isn't that weird? It's a little weird. I mean, I think it's a, it's good. I mean, angels should need motivation to um, <laughs> help people. But... They should need motivation or shouldn't. shouldn't. No, because they're already of God. They already Yeah, they're angels. I mean, they're in the employ of the Almighty. That's right. I would think that'd be the ultimate job satisfaction. <laughs> right. Like I work directly for the big guy. Or the <laughs> exactly. big girl or the big being. He's probably non binary at this point. So, <laughs> you know, the non binary god of the universe, if you're an angel working for him, that's gotta be a good gig. Right? You probably have a great health care plan. <laughs> you wouldn't even have to worry about health care. Well, that's because you have a good health care plan. You've got the divine plan. <laughs> the divine health care plan. But no, I, I, I just think that the... I don't know. I mean, I, I love the idea of a human being understanding their value. And the thing is, the greatest lesson is you might not ever get the satisfaction of knowing how you've affected other people's lives. Right. You you, know, we will never know to what extent. I mean, you can think back and, and see instances where you have helped someone but the little tiny things that have happened in life you will never know and, and you, you, i don't know if you should know yeah you know i i think that look i understand that i mean this movie nowadays someone would say you know this movie's making light of suicide you shouldn't have this kind of a story like like people Who are not gonna be that? well a lot of people really in this day and age are you kidding I'm sure somebody watches it. I'm sure there's some group. Actually, it doesn't make light of suicide. It shows a man that he's valuable and that he should not commit suicide. Well, that's true. But it's, made, I think, yes, but it's kind of a comedy. It's not like this movie's really dark. It's lighthearted. It's not a comedy. I don't think it's a comedy. I think it's pretty All right, heavy. yes, but the, it, but the angels are amusing. 
You know, the angels aren't, they're not, well, they're not I mean, playing like a funeral dirge when you see the, the angels. Right. Well, you wouldn't want the whole movie to be like the, such a downer. No, but you I mean. You want the angel to be uplifting. That's his job. It is his job, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a little contrarian I about mean, this if, movie. I mean, if he's depressing, then you might as well jump. Well, yeah, I mean, I, they, th that would be the Mel Brooks version. Ah, yeah, well, yes, time's up. I'll go to someone else. <laughs> we'll jump. But, um, yeah, no, I, it, it, I do love the message of this movie, but it just seems, as far as it relates to Christmas, it seems it's all about personal fulfillment. George Bailey gets fulfilled. The no. angel gets fulfilled. Everybody gets what they want. No. Except Mary. No, it's it's... A reflection of a bigger story of Jesus. Like, this is an allegorical story about <laughs> Jesus? Yeah. Really? Which is the whole point of Christmas. What is the whole point? of? No, we have made Christmas up. Right, but... We made it up. We, we did make it up. No, that's not true. Okay, the Christians chose this day, which was a pagan holiday, to celebrate. So they co-opted somebody else's holiday. They did because people were already celebrating it. So they attached Jesus Christ's birthday to that date. Right, because this isn't really his birthday. <laughs> it's Dece not. December 25th isn't really his birthday. No. And there's no snow in, in Bethlehem. There's no snow in Bethlehem. So, I've been there. <laughs> so I... I, I Okay, but... Oh, man, I spilled some wine. Well, I can't take you in. How'd you spill wine like that? Because I was flailing my finger around and I tapped my glass. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Well, I, I, I again, I mean, I do... I, the fact that this is tied to a Christmas carol, which is one of the great Christmas stories, is kind of the same story. I it mean, e but Ebenezer Scrooge, I don't think he's done right by anyone, but he's taught the value of being... Altruistic. Altruistic. Right. I can't right. speak. How much wine have I had? But he's taught the value of helping. Yeah. You know, the, the value of charity. And and that to me is a very Christian, a very Catholic, uh, very uh, uh, Christ like thing to be, is to be charitable right. to your fellow man. I mean, that that I, I was definitely one of the teachings of of Christ. And, and I understand that at the end of the day, that that's what you become. <clears throat> right. So, but, but then again, but look, I love this movie. I mean, I, I don't mean to be bagging on it. I just, <laughs> I find it from an ideological standpoint, a little muddled. I, I don't think it's muddled at all. When it comes to Christmas. No, 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 not muddled. All right. Well, uh, I mean, it is one of the classic movies of all time. The acting is incredible. I, I, I love it's this movie is so entertaining. It's, it's wonderful. It's, and you know, you watch it every Christmas season and it just gives you this wonderful feeling of nostalgia because you've watched it your entire yeah, but life. But I haven't. You didn't watch it was on TV every year. I, I, I did not watch It's a Wonderful Life until later in life when I had it on Laserdisc. It was one of those movies like Singing in the Rain and even The Godfather. I didn't watch till I was a, a young man. But it was on TV every year. Yeah, but I didn't watch How TV. How could you I avoid watched... it? You didn't watch TV. No, I didn't watch. I, I, I know. I, I, once I got my VCRs. How did you watch Star Trek? Well, that's because it was on TV. You know. Yeah, you watched TV. I didn't watch a lot of TV. I only watched very specific things. Then when I got my VCR when I was thirteen, I was off to the races. It was always movies. 
I didn't watch That's a lot true. of TV. You, you don't watch. You don't. Yeah, you're more of a movie guy. Mm. That's why you don't even know like TV show references. I know some TV show references. Not really. I, what do you mean? What's one I don't know? Especially sitcoms. You don't. You know nothing about sitcoms. I know nothing. I, that is true. I don't. I. I never. I do not. I feel watch like you sitcoms. missed a whole part of growing up in the eighties. Or I was richer for it. I had a better time in the eighties because I was busy watching. Yeah, movies. but here's the thing: I watched movies and I watched TV shows. No, see, I did not. Sitcoms didn't offer me anything interesting from a visual standpoint. But they're, they're, they're stories, funny. and they're, I know they're funny. They offer. They offer. If you want to know how to write, a sitcom is a really great, uh, great uh, way to learn to write like funny dialogue and all that but that's to me it was always the same you have the situation because i grew up watching as a little kid i watched sit sitcoms of the 60s the i dream of genies you yeah. know the gilligan's islands yes the my three sons or mm -hmm. whatever i mean i watched the partridge family and the brady bunch i mean i watched all that stuff and then i felt like i didn't need to see mr belvedere to feel fulfilled in my life what about the French, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Uh, well, yeah, but it was it was all kind of the same thing. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, yeah, but you got it. You understood that. You understood. I mean, parents just don't understand. I'm in Beverly Hills. I get that. I get it. But I, I mean, I understand why it's a fish out of water tale. It's irresistible. But I'd rather have watched a Full House. And I, full. You couldn't pay me to watch Full House. <laughs> the only thing about Full House that I liked was, you know, Homegirl. Oh, what's the one with that guy? Uh, Who's You're not, asking me what sitcom you know, is about the, one you, guy? No, no, no. You told me a story this morning about the, you know, the Cameron, uh, what's his name? Cameron. <laughs> uh, you said he was singing Christmas carols without a mask. Oh, Kirk Cameron. <laughs> That's how come I don't watch Full House. And Candace Cameron. Was Lori Loughlin in Full no, House? No, no, no. Okay. He was not in Full House. He was on a different show, but his sister was on Full House. Mm. But what was his show? You wouldn't know because you didn't even yeah, watch. Yeah, I, I can't believe you're throwing these. Well, remember that sitcom? No, I don't. I knew well, Lori Laughlin was I on watched Full them House, all. right? What about what about? Um... I was a Lori Laughlin fan because of Secret Admirer. <laughs> yeah. Now she married Massimo and is caught up in the USC scandal. She went to jail. <laughs> wow. Secret Admirer is one of the great unsung teen comedies of the '80s. <laughs> not a lot of people know about it. <coughs> so, I'm coughing. This is not good. I know we're coughing. We don't, you know. We, well, you know, that's why I say drink more. Well, we keep doing shows if we're sick. Yeah. <laughs> why not? We'll be like uh, Cuomo. No one can get it. We'll be like Cuomo. We'll keep doing shows. Yeah, we'll just be in our sick. basement. I got a, I got a day bed here. I can sleep on that. <laughs> why? If we're all sick, we're all yeah. sick. Well, my viral load will be less. That's true. Yeah. Um, growing pains. Thank you. Gross. It was growing pains. Never saw an episode. I watched all that stuff. All of it. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I watched it all. So the end of the movie, George Bailey is running through Bedford Falls, all happy, and he's he's realized his own awesomeness. He's 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 now realized that that he is ha he has value. Yes. And I like that. I think everybody, that's a lesson everybody needs to learn, which is why I think this film is a timeless classic. Yeah. Whenever you watch it, you contemplate your own life. <laughs> and and really, that's what Christmas is all about, too. Family you know? Ties. That's another one I was going to bring up. But Family Thanks. Ties, isn't that, isn't that Alex Keaton, Michael J. Fox? Yeah. 
No, Did I watched. Watch I watched Little Family Ties. You watched Family Ties? Yeah, because Justine Bateman was on that show. <laughs> yes. Uh, not Justine, but I would read the tabloids, or when I was reading, they the, her nickname in the eighties was Just Seen. Because every party in Hollywood, she was always photographed there. Oh, really? I, she's just seen Bateman. Whatever happened to her? She disappeared. Well, Jason Bateman's her brother. I know. It's not exactly like he's throwing her a bone on Ozark or something like that. Yeah, she like totally disappeared. Whatever happened to her? She probably became a mom. So you give up acting because you become a mom? A lot of people don't like, you know, I, I mean, acting is a tough, tough profession, especially if, as a woman who's getting older. The roles after say thirty five, they're tough because in that middle, in the going into middle age, it's it's hard to ask any actress. They'll tell you the same thing. Not everyone can be Meryl Streep or Diane Lane, and you know keep going. Just seen Bateman probably didn't get there. I don't know. I thought she was cute. I liked her a lot. She was cute. I liked her too. <clears throat> but and I like that 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 was a sitcom I I would watch. Yeah. Why isn't she on Ozark? I don't know. She should come play his sister. Uh, no. She no. shows up. No. What season are we on now? Hey, when we're, is that coming out? I don't know, but we're it's season four. The la it's an oh extended. It's the final season. <gasps> final season. Final season. What we're off we're off track. I'm sorry. What we talking about? We were talking about TV. So. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yes. I mean, it'd be like me talking about Airport seventy seven because Jimmy Stewart's at Airport seventy seven, Mary. <laughs> talk about that well it all comes back to you did not grow up watching this movie which is mind-blowing because it was on tv every single i know year. but but i you know i didn't <clears throat> like to me watching a bunch of gentiles figure out their worth was not something i was interested in i was jewish i already knew i was chosen jews believe in angels too come on i understand that come but on, i'm man. just saying that we know that we're better than most people and george bailey had to realize it himself <laughs> so jewish people don't commit suicide no i didn't say that <laughs> i was making a joke come on I know. <laughs> so, um, but no, I, I, I think no, I think the message of this movie is that is that people have value that they don't they're not always aware that they have. Right. And exactly. I think I think that's one of the great messages. I think that in 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 the same way that Rod Serling used fantasy to convey important messages to people, that rather than be preachy about it, he would use you know th these kinds of stories. So people would all see themselves. We are all George Bailey, you know. Yeah, it's true. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And yes, everyone's seen this movie a million times. You know, and to Except recount... Except for uh, MC Black, Blank Cap. Black Cap? Black Cap. Never watched this movie. What? Have you still never seen this movie? <laughs> well, the, the thing about that, what's interesting Come on, about... man. This is a great example of a movie that came out in 1946 that people might think, oh, it's old, I'm not going to watch it, it's black and white. Oh, man, I gobbled that stuff yeah, up. Yeah, well, any, when you watch this, movie... it's, it's it, look, it's, if, you can, if you can be adult and mature enough to sit down and give this movie 10 minutes, just give it 10 minutes of your time, you're in.
But there's so many great black and white movies. Oh, oh, yes, half of Hollywood's black and white movies, and they're, they're amazing. I watched it all. Anything that came on TV, I watched. Well, yeah, but we missed out on a lot of movies, too, because they weren't on TV. Well, the ones that were. And all the sitcoms, too. And I would stay up late. Like, late. Like, those black and white films would come on really, really late. No, I, I know. But I, I, I think that... Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that this that this movie still has a lot to say. I think it's as resonant now as it was in 1946. I mean, what are we... We're looking at... Um, 46, so that would make this movie... Oh, wow, it's old. Like, if you go back... You've seen it. He's seen it. Oh, he has seen it. Okay. <laughs> well, of course, just making sure. <laughs> Black Philip Alvarez says, Lori Laughlin's in prison right now. That's so sad. Well, I mean, what did she do? She she paid like half a million dollars to have her daughter's oh, right, right, right. in the Yes, USC, that's right. That just happened. Which I love because I mean, what a great on, metaphor man. for the that's modern so age. rude. Don't have your children work for college. Yeah, what the hell? Like, your parents are going to get them into college. They're not. Do you think that by getting into USC, you're suddenly going to make yeah, your and, kids academically inclined? Yeah, and how long is she going to be in there? Like a year? No, like six weeks. Some <laughs> six. She's weeks. probably out next week. Come on, man! Don't feel sorry for her. Well, I do because I always see her as the character and secret admirer who should have been with C. Thomas Howell from the beginning, but C. Thomas Howell preferred Kelly Preston, and she's no longer with us at all. So, anyway, um, I feel like this analysis of this film went in a different direction, but I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I enjoy. I enjoyed Well, you it. kind of pushed it in a different direction. Well, you know, what to recount the plot of this movie that everybody's seen 187,000 <laughs> times, I mean, you know, yeah. to take you through every minute of it, I think the question about whether it's a Christmas movie or not is pertinent, especially after we did Die Hard. <laughs> Yeah, Die Hard, not so much a Christmas movie. This is definitely a Christmas movie. Yeah, but if you if you really think about it, in Die Hard, if you want to if you want to reframe it, Hans Gruber and his men are angels, and they're and they're what they're doing is they're making John McClane through this course of this experience realize just how much he loves his wife and how much he really wants to get back. That's really selfish. We'll see. That's, that's... all about him and his life. Well, that's my. This is more about his. This is about George Bailey's entire Life. community. Well, I mean, you could say that the entire Nakatomi. No, it is not. All right, well. And and the terrorists are not angels. Well, they, they're devils then. But either way, they're sent from the afterlife or the. They're they're dispatched. <laughs> yeah, you're you're, to, you're really stretching it I now. Know, I, I know. Well, listen, we have letters. We have letters to read. And would you believe that one of them is from Omar94? <clears throat> no. Allow me to put on my readers because I'm so old. Um, so we have... Uh, uh, this one comes from Omar94. Hi, Robin Elizabeth. It's a Wonderful Life is arguably the quintessential Christmas movie. This movie, to me, is always a delight to watch. Now, by the way, Omar94 today wrote in a letter and talked about he's Muslim. So, Christmas was something that... that uh, interesting. So, it is interesting. This movie, to me, is always a delight to watch. The ending always tugs at my heartstrings when I hear the line, The richest man in town! <laughs> then reading what is written on the card, the bell then ringing, and James Stewart looking up and winking. Yeah. Interestingly, while It's a Wonderful Life is now a classic and a beloved film, 
It received mixed reviews and flopped at the box office when it was originally released in 1946. However, three decades later, during the Christmas season of 1976, it started appearing on TV a lot, then finally striking a chord with people. Frank Capra himself called It's a Wonderful Life his favorite movie he's ever made and would screen it for his family every Christmas season. <laughs> the film has also impacted pop culture in a big way. Regardless of the Christmas setting, we still see countless parodies and imitations of the film's story structure about a guardian angel who helps someone who has lost his or her way by showing him or her how life would be without him or her. All in all, It's a Wonderful Life is definitely a movie about a uh, movie worth talking about for the Christmas season of whining about movies. It might have been a bit f strange if you did not pick it up. It, it might have been a bit strange if you did not pick it as a movie to discuss, unless you both disliked it. Thanks, and live long and prosper. Yeah, for Whoa. me, uh, this is the ultimate Christmas movie. <clears throat> uh, that is true. Yeah. Um, it is. It is. Look, I'm, I was just playing devil's advocate. To me, when you think... Name a Christmas movie. This is the movie that this, there, there yeah. is no other movie. Well, and the there, Christmas Carol. Well, I mean, yeah, there's are... there's all about there's a Love Actually and there's yeah, but but the holiday. <laughs> yes, those are. Those when are... Harry Met Sally even has Christmas scenes. I think about when Harry, but I think of when Harry Met Sally is a New Year's movie. That's not a Christmas movie. When Harry, yes, they go get. It is so sad when Sally Albright is trying to get the Christmas tree by herself because Harry Burns, they're not hanging yeah, out But it's that not a Christmas movie. It really? It's about two people that finally find the love that they... It is not a Christmas I know, movie. that's why it's a New Year's Eve movie. Oh, how do you deduce that? Because at the end, they have New Year's Eve together and at the very end of the movies when... So that makes it a New Year's yes, Eve movie? And when Harry Met Sally has one of the greatest... It's a love story. Yeah, but it has one of the greatest scenes. Yes, it's a love story that, 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 that it's all about the new year. I don't think it has a season. Because it goes through. Well, it has so, all seasons, but it goes but I would through say, a huge span of time. When you ask me to tell you about, when you ask me, when you ask me to tell you about what I think about a New Year's Eve movie, I think of two movies. I don't think of New Year's Eve as movie-wise. Like I don't think that there's movies attached to New Year's Eve. Well, I think when Harry Met Sally is attached to New Year's Eve, and I was going to suggest watching it next week. Oh, we already did watch it. We did. We did it already. Oh well. What are you gonna? Hey, you've done 105 movies. You forgot. <laughs> Forget, but but I came here tonight because when you you want your, the rest of your life to start right now, you see. Anyway, all right. So Tom Junior Jackson writes in, "Hello, Robin Ace. Here we are at the cusp of the pinnacle of the holiday season. Thursday is my birthday, and I turned forty-five. Well, happy. Well, here's birthday. here's to you, Tom. Cheers to you. Uh." There goes Jesus just honing in on my birthday. Just kidding. You know what, though? When I was a kid, <laughs> if I knew kids who had their birthdays on Christmas Eve, I'm like, oh, you got gypped. Yeah. My, gypped. All of my, my two nieces and my nephew were all born in December. Yeah. It is really sad. It's sad. Um, I've been watching a show for a while. The first episode I watched was Sing Street. Now, I'd heard of this movie because a little theater in town would show it every now and then. So after watching the episode, I went and purchased it on Vudu, and it is now in my digital collection. I love hearing that. Yeah. That someone discovered String, Sing Street because of our show. Sing Street is awesome. So now he's he's solved the riddle of the model. <laughs> yes, he um, I enjoyed the episode on Rosemary's Baby. We all know what happened to that baby. It ended up in the White House. <laughs> okay, back to the letter. By the way, that's not my joke. That's his joke. 
Uh, my favorite thing about this episode was you, Rob, telling Ace that you wanted to join a satanic cult. And the look on her face and her telling people not to send you offers. And you begging people had me in tears. I love the banter between you and Ace and the fact that you are teaching me about not only loving films, but teaching me about the art of fine wine. <laughs> this is the greatest letter we've ever got. This is awesome. I also love the episode on Possessor Uncut. The chat game of adding peen, uh-oh, to a movie title had me in so many tears from laughing. Watching Rob Gervaisian's whining about movies, Let's Get Physical Media, and your latest show on action figures, to me, makes me feel welcome among friends. Oh, that's the best. Who are like-minded about film and such. I want to thank you and Ace. I love that she's calling you Ace. For letting myself and the many other imagination connoisseurs into your observatory and becoming friends with you both. I may have sent you a letter saying something similar, but I can't remember. Look, I'm 45 years old, and shh, don't tell anyone I feel young at heart. You and I park our shuttlecraft in the same shuttle bay. I'd like to recommend a small film for whining called Local Hero. It is a Scottish film. It has Peter Riegert and Burt Lancaster in it, and it is fantastic, in my opinion. It's right up there with Sing Street. Look for it and check it out. Wow, have you seen it? Would it surprise you to know... Okay, here's my question. That I own Local Hero on <laughs> Blu-ray. Here's my it's question. It's Criterion, too. How many copies of it do Only you own? Only one. Wow. Only one. I have the Criterion <clears throat> copy. But by the way, a recent, a fairly recent release. We should absolutely watch um, Local Hero. Yeah, I would watch that. Before I end this letter, I apologize for the length, but I get passionate about film. Another thing I'm passionate about is which something we park our ship in the same hangar as the Beatles. Rob, I could talk for hours with you about them, classic and timeless, and A Hard Day's Night still holds up. Now, if anyone is a Beatles fan, you got to know that Peter Jackson is currently working on a documentary. He acquired, I think it's 55 hours of footage. No one had ever seen this. A director shot the recording sessions of Let It Be. Whoa. And Peter Jackson this week dropped a... Um, a uh, tra- it's not really a trailer, but dropped a, uh, a sampling of what they're doing. Whoa, I can't wait. It's amazing. There has I've never seen any video footage of the Beatles like this. I can't wait to see it. Wow. But it's coming out, so check it out. I, You know, I can't wait. So to sum it all up, congrats on well over 100 episodes of Whining. Die Hard is a Christmas <laughs> film. Sorry, Ace. But in case you didn't know, you can rent out the Christmas Story House and stay the night in it, because now it's a museum. It would make a good place to do whining from sometime. Really? That's in my hometown. Take care and enjoy your Christmas. All the best, Tom. Well, Tom, what a fantastic letter. I didn't letter. know that you it became a museum and that you could rent it. I did not either. I just used to work with, with Ralphie. That's in Cleveland. That's in my hometown. Well, what do you want me to say? What, about, what, do, what, what do you want me to say? I'm sad we didn't end up doing that talking about that movie okay well that's 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 true um let's go and see what people are saying uh bob koal here bob koal our man who did the greatest halloween house ever ace and rmb do you recall my letter about the capra effect so great to see it in full effect with this movie of all the films i have known this was the most human. <laughs> Happy holidays. Well, Bob, let's drink to you. Happy holidays. The king of Halloween, Mr. Bob Kowal. <laughs> Maybe he loves Christmas just as much. I think he does. Anyone who loves, well, he's, you know, his his whole, 
House is the nightmare before Christmas. Did you give me more wine? I did. Would you like some oh, more? A little bit. Not too much. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'll kill the bottle then. Not too much left anyway. It's Christmas time. <laughs> um, Andrew Christie sends in it. Oh, that's a very nice tip, Andrew. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. I recommend Bread and Butter Cabernet Cab Sauv if you mm. haven't tried it before. Haven't. Uh, $15 per bottle. Tastes like 100 Oh, okay. Camus. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll have, have to try we'll that. To get I'll that. look for it. Bread and Butter. Bread and Butter. Uh, our man Claudius is here. Bonjour, Elizabeth E. Robert. <laughs> Hello. I think It's a Wonderful Life is a Christmas story modeled on a Christmas carol. That's what we're talking about, which yeah. is about... Choosing to do good, helping others, and the domino effect of good, uh, of the good of those choices. No, I agree. I think it absolutely is, and and that's the thing that always strikes me. I'm always thinking because, as a kid, I'll tell you something. One of my favorite stories was a Christmas Carol. Right. I loved <clears throat> like I loved when after I turned like four or five, we didn't celebrate Christmas anymore in my house, but I loved Christmas shows and Christmas music, and I used to always take the the bus downtown by myself. To go through all the department when stores. You were four or five? No, no. When I got to be like ten and eleven, oh. <laughs> no, I'd go down. I'd do Christmas shopping, but I love to go through all the big department stores yeah. and see all the Christmas decorations and go in the toy departments because they always had the like electric train sets you could play with and stuff. Well, yeah, my mom would take us to downtown Cleveland, and there was a department store called Higby's. And if you're from Cleveland and you're my age, you'll know. And they had a uh, like a Santa's shop. And it was like this store just for kids. So your your mom would bring you there and drop you off and you would go in and it had this little door and she would put money in an envelope for you and you would go in and you would buy gifts for your parents without them knowing what you were buying. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it was at Higby's downtown. Higby's. Higby's. Uh, I like that. Uh, Julian M. says, there's a bit of last temptation of Christ here also. There is. Yes. Because that's the temptation. Come off that cross. Let me show you. the. You could have this life uh -huh. if you want it. Um, also, with Potter as the devil and George's moment of doubt on the bridge mirroring Jesus on the cross. Well, there you go. Also, the redemption story of George's uh, uh, positive effect on the people in his life as Jesus redeemed mortal man. Yeah, I yep. definitely think that's there. It is, for sure. That's definitely yep, there. Absolutely. Very astute, Julian. I agree. Claudius says Capra's George Bailey is also a messianic figure. Think of Jesus feeling overwhelmed and uh, sadness and anguish as he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Gethsemane? Gethsemane. Yes. Uh, he says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And an angel comes to strengthen him. Yeah, I think that's definitely, that's all there. Yeah. Boy, it's getting to be more of a Christmas movie the more I think about it. <laughs> but of course, Are you convinced? But of course, this is after Jesus <clears throat> is here. But I guess he's eternal, so. Warren Wright sends in a super chat and says, Second favorite movie to watch on Christmas Eve, aside from Die Hard. Jeez. Family tradition. Let's hear it for watching you know, Die Hard I on Christmas Eve. I used to like Die Hard, and then it was pushed on me every Christmas, and I'm like, eh, I don't like it so much. So look, if you watch our show, somebody said in the in uh, posted a comment saying you looked grumpy during the Die Hard show. <laughs> that you looked grumpy. Were you grumpy? 
Were you grumpy during the Die Hard show? <laughs> no comment. Well, how can you? I mean, Die Hard. Come on, Die Hard. It, the Ode because to Joy. Because once again, when Freudish. we discussed when we discussed doing Christmas movies, you immediately went to Die Hard, and it had to be the first one we talked about for the Christmas season. And again, it felt like this movie was pushed on me as a Christmas movie. It was. I did absolutely. I'm I'm a hundred percent guilty. And didn't you have fun doing it? Sure. Oh man. Uh, so Warren Wright. Hey, look, Candida's here. The second half of the official <laughs> couple of the Burnett work. <laughs> Bonsoir, friends. I've watched this film every year around Christmas since I was a child. Yes. Claudius watched it with me for six years until Spencer was born. Now Spencer and Claude watch. Nightmare Before Christmas. A Christmas Story and Elf. Oh, okay. It's here for Spencer and Claude. But ha- tell me Spencer's seen It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, you know. Nightmare Before Christmas, that's awesome. A Christmas Story, awesome. Elf, I never liked that movie. Never. Well, I think it might be a Will Ferrell thing. It's but a, Elf yeah. is pretty damn You're funny. right. It's a, it's a, yeah, but I just don't like that kind of comedy. It just... It just Rubs me the wrong way. Okay. What can I say? I don't know. I mean, it rubs you the wrong way. <laughs> Captain Claudius says, "Oh man, are you going to tell me that Generations is a Christmas movie?" Uh, Claudia, Captain Claudius says, "Star Trek Generations was released November eighteenth, nineteen ninety four, arguably the Christmas season. Within the Nexus, Picard imagines a Christmas celebration with his family. Kirk and Picard return from the Nexus, and Kirk sacrifices himself to save the universe." Star Trek Generations is not a Christmas movie. That that it was everything that happens in that movie. The fantasies that Picard and Kirk have in that film are wrong. They're both wrong. Picard never wanted to be at home with his family on Christmas with a bunch of kids running around. That was a conceit the writers came up with because they were too tired. They were writing. Yeah, but see, he, Claude is using the same argument that you would use for Die Hard. I'm sorry, it's not a Christmas movie. Just saying. <clears throat> we already uh, we already proved why <laughs> Die Hard is in fact a Christmas movie. Yeah, no. Mm, yeah. You know. Uh, Justin Toner's here, our own Justin Toner. Merry Christmas, Robin Elizabeth. Ever seen the SNL skit where William Shatner introduces the lost ending to It's a Wonderful Life? Hilarious. Yes, I have. Oh. Yes, I, don't I know have. If I have. But I don't recall I it. I probably have, but don't remember it. I forgot they did the whole William Shatner to the restaurant thing, the Star you know, Trek I'm restaurant. I'm going to look that up as soon as we're done. I know. Because i got to see that. Tim is here. Tim says, one of my favorite Christmas traditions is to watch Lawrence of Arabia every year on Christmas Ooh. Eve. I've done it for decades. No idea how I got started doing it, but it's a tradition. My girlfriend's a bit over it, but oh well. Well, that's because Lawrence of Arabia takes closer. It takes place closer to Bethlehem. Yeah. Because it's in the Middle East. That's right. So there you go. I could totally see that as a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. We should watch it's a, it. What Lawrence of Arabia? Yeah, I, I have it on 4K. We could we could watch. I got that's one of my one of my uh, uh, spoiler alert. One of my releases of the year is uh, one of the discs of the year for physical media. Is and, that and, and what number copy is this now? Uh, I oh well, uh, I, it's my second. I have a big box set. It's the second time I've got Lawrence of Arabia in a box set. You have two box sets. Well, one is the Columbia box that has other movies in it. But then I have the dedicated Lawrence of Arabia Blu-ray box set that's quite nice. Which can now be replaced. 
Oh boy. <clears throat> I, I just you know one day you'll you'll see the light. <laughs> Zevius, my man, Zevius is here. <laughs> Cracking a second bottle of wine wow. here with my girlfriend and enjoying the heck out of you guys as always. <laughs> Warmest wishes to all and looking forward to a New Year's Eve. We're going to have a great New Year's Eve party, by the way. Uh, yeah. We're going to have a combination. We're doing a New Year's Eve stream starting at 8 o'clock Pacific time. I'd probably start it at 7, but I don't think I could make it five hours. I'd be drunk as a skunk. I have no, to pace no, myself. No, no, no. no, I don't yeah. usually get drunk on the. But we figured, like, why not have a, a big, you know, New Year's Eve stream? Yeah, if we're if if we're able to get out of bed, we're, we're, come on, we'll be able to get out of bed. <laughs> Look, I'm convinced half the people could solve their COVID problems by just drinking heavily. No, no, I don't no. mean to make light of COVID. No, I, I'm just trying to hope hope. But I I'm think, trying to cheer myself up, thinking we don't have a terminal disease. Look, first of all. I think that we're going to be okay, even if we do have it, because first of all, we're very positive people. Right. That's what. That's the first thing a pandemic virus. No, it, it helps your mental. Um, yes. I can only imagine. Can you see the viral, the viral <clears throat> particles going? Oh my God! They're positive people. No, Run! it's not that. Run! It's your immune system is stronger because oh. you're not a negative person. I agree with that. That's why, you, remember you said I don't get sick very much? You don't. It's because my unbelievable positivity, <laughs> you know, my joy and everything. True, it's true, I believe that. I mean, what's so great is is I got to talk about, for two and a half hours, action figures today. Yeah, okay, yeah, but, yeah. But what? Y you said that I could open this. Okay, you, you know what, I barely could open that. It would have been bad. But it was great. I got to dust how this guy. How about I choose the ones that I'm like? How about open? the fact? How about the fact you must be happy? Like this has been in the kitchen for months. It has. It has been on the uh, kitchen uh, table. I mean, I, I kid you months. not, because I was. Did you show them what Sophie did to his hand? No, she did that to Ultron, and I did so. Oh. Yeah. So and I what, thought she did it to both of them. She did. She did. But it was so great because I swiffered him. I mean, look at this. I got to. I got to put this on. How cool is this? This screams Christmas to me, doesn't it? Quarter scale Terminator endoskeleton. That's not Christmas. But it it was because it's like playing with your toys. But what you were talking about yeah, is, okay. is uh, this is Ultron. What Elizabeth Sophie did this to my Ultron. This is my six scale Hot Toys Ultron. And we walked in the kitchen one day, and Sophie had made Ultron flip everybody off. <laughs> and what was really funny is your Adventist mom comes over one day and you had actually come and put his middle finger down. Yeah, I'm like, this cannot be like this with my mother. No, because she saw the full-scale rocking... Rocking machine. Machine. The Herman McKinks rocking machine. The full-scale one, which is this big. It's gigantic. And it has a, a thing in it, so it goes like this, just like in Clockwork Orange. She was appalled. She told me to get that thing out of my house. <laughs> well, she did. And you you know got where, it in the do garage. Do you know where it is now? It's in the attic. <laughs> no, isn't it down here? No, it's in the attic. <laughs> well, I don't know what to say. All right. Um, <laughs> Mr. Bailey had a story to tell. Thank heavens that Clarence listened. <laughs> Happy holy days to you beautiful people. Happy holidays. <laughs> well, here's to you too. Um, uh, Andrew Christie says the alcohol clears the toxins. Why, yes, it 
does. Yeah, wine, yes, especially wine is mm. very good for you. Um, <laughs> Warren Wright, hello, Warren. How are you? Best show on YouTube. <laughs> thank you. Uh, clinking glasses four times to the Ace and Rob. Well, thank you, Warren. Appreciate <laughs> that. Um, by the way, our next movie is Saturday night, and we're yes. not going to move it. <clears throat> we're doing Tenant. Even if we're like coughing and. <laughs> yeah, I have never seen Tenant. I own Tenant, and I've never seen it. How can that be? How can that be? For, the, for he is the Quezac Saturday. Because um, we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we haven't gone anywhere. And it, apparently it came to us. Yeah, well, we have we have people that in that age bracket. that People. Uh, people. people. I can't call them kids. Like, are they kids? Not really. Well, I mean, one is 17. She's still a minor. But the other one is not. Jason, my man Jason Spriggs is here. Jason, Raygun Media Productions, who has done all the great graphics. Between Zevius and, and Jason Spriggs, I got my graphic needs covered. I got to get them all paying gigs. Yeah. So, uh, Raygun Media says, Speaking of angels and redemption, would you consider reviewing Bedazzled? The Stanley Donnan... <laughs> it's a great movie. I don't own it. The Stanley Donnan, Peter Cook, Dudley Moore version. Also, oh. Alfie. What's it all about, Alfie? Not the Jude Law version, the original Michael Caine version of Alfie. I tried to watch that a couple times, remember? Oh, yeah, you didn't like it very much. I don't know. I couldn't get through the first It's part. a little British. I love British stuff. But you didn't like Alfie? I don't know. Maybe because, I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. Well, we could. We should. Claudius McLean. Uh, John McClane seeing Rob's Clockwork Orange rocking machine. If this is the Ace's idea of Christmas, I gotta be here for New Year's. <laughs> Talk about peen. Oh, come on, let's. That's a woman's ass that gives way to a peen. That's a peen. Okay, well. And yeah, you think that's an ass, but what does it also look like? Well, I, I get it, but that's not what it is. And, you know, it's an important work of art. Stanley Kubrick found it in the London Gallery. Why are we talking about this right now? I don't know. because are just about A Wonderful Life. Come on, PG. Or Wonderful Life. One of the great references for this movie is in Exorcist 3. It's a wonderful life. He used two L's. People are like, what does Exorcist 3 have to do with It's a Wonderful Life? Ah, well... Exorcist 3 is a very divine movie. There's angels in that movie, too. One of them played by Fabio, and the other one played by Patrick Ewing. <laughs> Fabio's an angel. In Exorcist 3. I've I'm not it. kidding. I know. And <clears throat> Patrick Ewing. If I go to heaven, I want to meet Patrick Ewing and Fabio as angels. That would be... <laughs> that would be... That would be good. Well, so listen. Like, we're coming to the end of our show. We're over time. Um, this was a good, fun Christmas, even though it's our, we've done two Christmas movies either side. <laughs> You know, it's like the scales of Christmas justice. Die Hard on one side, It's a Wonderful Life on the other. Yeah. They're definitely polar. But you could say that they're bonded together through certain... They're not bonded. Well, they... Okay. Well, they could be. So, on a scale of... what What is our bottoms-up scale? Our bottoms-up scale is from one to four glasses. Because one to four glasses. Because there are four glasses in a bottle. Four glasses in a bottle, yes. Yes, so. Well, on a scale of one to four glasses, what would you give It's a Wonderful Life? 
I'm gonna give it four glasses. Yeah, this this movie is, I think, beyond reproach. It gets four glasses from this faux Jew who was adopted into a Jewish family, even though I've got German, French, and Irish blood. Yeah. Which makes me pretty much Christmas through and through. <laughs> but, you know, I'm <clears throat> circumcised in bar mitzvahed, so hey. Don't you love celebrating Christmas? I do. I love Christmas. I'm not one of these people that's, well, I'm not going to celebrate Christmas. I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't can... you love putting the star on the top of the tree? I tell everybody about how I did that. This year was amazing because it was like a kind of a long branch at the top of the tree. And Rob went to put the star. He he carefully, this took him like 30 minutes to put the, the lights into the star. And he was they trying to get... supposed to go there. He was trying to get lights into every point of the star, which he succeeded it took him about 30 minutes and then he put the tree on the top of this the the star and the top of the tree and it kind of started leaning over like this and it's like a it's like the who trees in yeah i in think before christmas i'll have to cut that down and it's too late tomorrow's christmas eve it's not too late i like it it's leaning like this no i, I but i, I it's, you can't see how i got the lights in the five points you can and I had to stick them in. That was a hard thing to do because I had to take the string of lights and I had to stuff the string in so it could come in and out of the thing. It was, you know, I want, and you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, no, 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 you're going to love it. I was like, just put the star in the tree. I'm like, the star didn't have lights in it. That was the whole point. Let's light it up. Let's illuminate it. Let's get it illuminated. You did a nice job, babe. Thanks, babe. I'm glad <clears throat> I, I did a nice. You do a nice, very nice. We have a very nice tree. I, I love Christmas, so. There's, there's, what's interesting about Elizabeth is she has boxes, big, huge plastic bins yeah. of rubber bins of Lots Christmas. Lots of bins. Lots of bins, that, and, and they're just full of Christmas. That's all they are. It's been like, well, I've been on my own, left my parents when I was 23. So it's been 23, since I was 23, collecting Christmas things. You have a lot of Christmas things. I do. Well, that's good. <laughs> So, uh, Warren Wright says, a shout out to all the administrators, the moderators. Well, thank you for that. We have yes, great moderating you. staff. Um, well, I guess, okay. Uh-oh. Rich, the Richard says, oh, Christmas peen. Oh, Christmas peen. That's blasphemous. That's terrible. That's hilarious. What? It is kind of phallic. What? The Christmas tree. Christmas tree's not phallic. It's like this. Are you saying a tree standing upright is phallic? I don't know. Richard How much wine have you had? <laughs> I did pregame a little bit. Oh, so it now comes out. Well. Anyway. If anything, a Christmas tree looks like a big pine butt plug. <laughs> okay, okay, can we bring More this so back than, to... Okay, I'm just... Uh, Wait. Oh. oh. Just got to watch out. Don't spill my wine. What's left of it? Just saying. Can, can we can we bring this back to something a little more? It's Christmas. PG. It's Christmas time. Yeah, Christmas is for you everyone. You don't have to be afraid. Christmas is for everyone. Um, I feel bad that we went down that road. Well, you brought up the Richard. Fact, yeah, Richard, Richard started it. Um, hang some balls on the Christmas peen. <laughs> Bad. Uh, I don't want to end. Come on, this is about. It's a wonderful life. How did we go down this road? I feel dirty. Boy, it's getting bad. Yeah, you guys, come on. I feel dirty. 
It's not. Uh oh. It's uh. It's this is not good. <laughs> We're gonna bring it back. We want to celebrate the joy Come of on, Christmas, peace on earth, and goodwill on, to men. You know what? You know what else? To me, Charlie Brown Christmas. Lineth. Lineth oh the final. Lineth the final speech. That is one of my favorite. I love men. peanuts. And what did I get this year? What did I find? You found that our bark box was a peanuts bark box. But not only that, what did I buy at the grocery store? I put him on the table and he sings. Oh yeah, you got the, the Snoopy. Snoopy. That sings. Mm. And he lights up too. But I think Charlie Brown Christmas is one of my favorite pieces it's of Christmas media. so good. And they thought it wasn't good at and first. And the music. Yeah. I play that music every Vince, year. The Vince Giraldi trio. It's so good. It is good. But Linus's speech knocks yeah. it out of the park. No, it, that is a really good Christmas movie. Uh, Warren Wright says a shout out to you. Warriors <laughs> to you. Shout out to you. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, then I guess we're going to end this. Yes. So, you know, we should say, uh, I think it's important to say that for everybody watching, it's been great to, to do this show. Uh, we started, it was born out of the pandemic. This is our 105th show. We wouldn't keep doing this if we didn't have a great audience. And I want to thank everybody, all of you, for the generous support, not just with super chats or tips and that, but the letters you guys and girls and gentle beings and kind people have written, but uh, everybody that has commented and, 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 and been so supportive of the ace. Yeah, I read all the comments, and uh, most of the time I read the chat. Not always, but... You know, I mean, if, if nothing else, during all, this all lockdown period, I, this, this show has been a lot of fun to do with you. It's so much fun. It's so much fun, and I feel like you know we've bonded, like we talked about. You and I have bonded over this, and we have, and we've had a lot of fun, and and to meet people. I mean, interacting with Claude and Candida, and mm -hmm. and people like Julius and uh, um, Kaz Graphics, and yes, people sending us stuff, which is amazing. I mean, we had so many people send us good wines and cheeses, and yes, we're very much appreciative of all of that. So we want to thank you. Um, all of you have made this. Well, these these last months have not exactly been. We've tried to keep it up, like we've tried to keep our spirits up, but it's there's been times when I feel like, you know, I should go outside and have a primal scream or something because I feel like nothing has changed in, you know, since the end of February, which is such a strange thing. It's so strange, but when I look back and we've got and people are going back and watching these episodes because oh, no. because it's no it's it's fun to, like some I had of somebody the first write, ones we were pre-gaming before every show well yeah and not just wine like we were pre-gaming oh well, we were doing shots liquor <clears throat> yeah we were doing shots liquor I don't even know her um I uh uh yes we were doing liquor yeah but that was good we had whiskey <laughs> we had whiskey and people gin. would send us you know booze yeah, some of those shows, I was like... Yeah, but they were fun. Toast by the end of it. <laughs> but fun. So yeah. anyway, I want to thank all of you for that. Oh, Candida says, Rob, bins of Christmas things is not abnormal, but Claude does have an excessive amount of Nutcracker soldiers. <laughs> they might outnumber too. the Stormtroopers soon. Whoa. Well, you should do a display where the Nutcracker soldiers are fighting the Stormtroopers. <laughs> I mean, I mean that would be you like it, it would like be it, like like a candy cane. Stormtroopers are white, and the Nutcracker soldiers have the red, I guess, white on them. But what a great juxtaposition! <laughs> Talk about a great like peppermint explosion of awesomeness. Come on, Chandita, you got like a 
Let's uh, let's see that. I want to see a picture of the stormtroopers versus the nutcrackers. Yes. I mean, would it be funny if the Empire sat down on a planet where all the, the sentient life forms were nutcrackers? Mm. You could do a whole story about that. The great nutcracker uprising against that the Empire. That would be great. Yeah, it'd be an adjunct to the whole rebellion. The nutcrackers, you know... <laughs> I would, I would, I would. Uh, you got to do a whole photo essay about that. Yeah, that. And they awesome. have enough. They have enough uh, toys, Star Wars toys, that they could have like the re- rebels come in and help. Maybe a Y wing will drop a bomb over the. I'd love to see that. The but nutcrackers, nutcrackers aren't. The nutcrackers aren't bad guys. No, the nutcrackers are the rebels rising up against the evil empire. Oh, okay. To celebrate Christmas yes. on a planet where the empire is taking Christmas away. Yes, 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 yes. I'm all for it. So. The Nutcrackers, if they have an overwhelming force against the onslaught of stormtroopers, that's okay. I love that. Now I have an now I'm obsessed with this idea. I want to see. Do you have stormtroopers? Yeah, but I don't have any Nutcrackers. We have tons of. Have you not paid attention? I know, but those are all different sizes. I don't. I don't have enough. I've got like four stormtroopers. I mean, I'm talking. I need a whole. We have about a dozen Nutcrackers. Yeah, well, that's an overwhelming force, and they would they would they would crack the nuts of the stormtroopers. They sure would. Anyway. Stormtroopers are pretty easy to kill. Well, I know, and they shouldn't be. <laughs> they should be more formidable. Um, Claudia says, The world would be a darker place without Elizaviews. You guys have put a lot of joy in the world. Merry Christmas, Aww, guys. Well, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to Christmas. the first couple of the Burnett work. Claude and Candida, and to the... I guess Spencer would be the first son. Yeah. But I want to see the Nutcrackers versus the Stormtroopers, Candida. Come on, get on that. Make my Christmas a happy one. So Warren Wright says, okay, one more is peen romance. That's my mic drop. Oh. Peen romance. Wasn't that a Lady Gaga song? Uh Uh-oh. That was bad romance. Oh, man. Anyway, I think it's time to get off before we do something anti-Christmas. Yeah. Well, peace on earth and goodwill (laughs) to men, women, and gentle folks across the 28 known galaxies. I yeah. think I'll probably be back tomorrow and do a show. You should. Uh, I'll do a show. Yeah, but I'll I won't a... see you till after Christmas. So Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. We'll be there. We'll be back Saturday night. Saturday night. The twenty sixth. We'll be here for Boxing Day. <laughs> we don't celebrate that, but right. We'll be here for Boxing. Day. Well, cheers to all of you. Hoist a glass. Cheers. Whatever you believe, wherever you may be, please have a good Christmas. Please stay safe. Stay safe. And watch some movies and drink some wine. Yep. And uh, I want to thank my moderating staff for, we'll see them before the end of the year, but I want to thank them for all that they do. I want to thank the Richard. I want to thank MC Blackcap. I want to say thank Joshua Levesque, Justin Toner. Who else is here? MC Blackcap, did I already say that? <laughs> uh, Bunyan Snipe is here from the UK. And thank all of you for doing what you do. Because without you, I don't think the peen thing would have even started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway... Uh, and everybody watch Love Actually. Oh, so good. And uh, watch The Holiday. Yes. All I love, the ones we were going to talk oh, about and, and never and, did. And watch A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story. Maybe next year if we're still doing yeah. this. All next right, year. then. Remember, take us out. Everyone you meet has a story to tell that you have yet to hear. And all you have to do is listen. And with that, we say what? Have a better night. Or have a butter knife if you're BL Alley. <laughs> yep. Good night. Merry Christmas.